Rabbi, will be good Chag to see you. That is not an easy act to follow. <laughs> well, Kadi, Thank Kadi you, Cantor, for putting together not only a beautiful service, but that beautiful video. And now, let's get to some Pesach learning. As you all know, even though this is something that's not a common topic of conversation, <clears throat> some new words that are in current use are used because they refer to new entities, even though they're not themselves new words. So for example, when I was a child, Google meant the highest number in the world. Now, obviously, it means something new because there is a new entity that didn't exist when I was a child. But sometimes words come into currency to describe things that actually always existed, but were not isolated and focused on the way they are today. And so I want to talk about the word trauma. Trauma existed when I was a child. It existed when Abraham was a child. It existed when Adam and Eve were in the garden. But the discussion of trauma as a psychological phenomenon has exploded in our day, not because the phenomenon itself is new, but because our awareness of it has grown tremendously. And so I began this year to look at the Passover Seder as a response to trauma. Because if you think about the story, it is a story laden with trauma. There is the trauma of being slaves in Egypt. <laughs> That's enough. But then there are the plagues, each of them terrifying in and of themselves, whether the plague strikes you or not. Just imagine locusts descending on your neighborhood, even if your particular house is not affected. Then after the series of plagues, and the pain of one's neighbors and the scariness of not knowing what is coming next. There is this sort of midnight escape. And then there is the terror of realizing that the Egyptian army is coming after you. There's the crossing of the sea and then witnessing thousands of people perish in the sea behind you and the mixed feelings that that creates. This is a story that is filled with the fear, the pain, the psychological scarring that we associate with trauma. And so it is interesting to look at the Passover Seder and see how does the Torah deal with trauma? Because trauma is a feature of every human life. Not the same way, not the same depth, not the same complexity, but of every life. No one gets through this world unscarred and unhurt. 
So what does the Seder tell us about how the Torah understands and copes with the human experience of trauma? I want to say that by isolating three elements of it, which I'm going to do, I am not beginning to exhaust the possibilities. In fact, just a moment ago, as we were switching the palace guard, I said to Rabbi Guzik, who is in the process of getting her counseling degree, that I was going to talk about this and that it was worth thinking about and talking about. And right away, I could see that she was beginning to identify other elements of the Seder as a reaction to trauma. Because the more you think about it, the more fruitful this idea becomes. But the first of the three that I would like to at least isolate to get us started to think about this is that trauma requires that you tell the story. That you don't suppress it. You don't pretend it didn't happen. And that in some ways, telling the story in its particulars, being able to confront exactly what happened is part of the healing. Because that's what we do in the Seder. The central part of it is telling the story. And the fact, by the way, that it is a meal in and of itself tells you something, which is you don't live entirely in the trauma. You also live in the now and you take care of your needs and you recognize that you are a living, breathing person who has needs despite whatever trauma you may have gone through. So you tell the story, but you tell the story around a meal. You know, the rabbis could have said that the Seder is everybody sits in a circle and tells the story. That's not how it was arranged. It was arranged so that you have to sit around the table and have matzah and whatever else it is that you have at your Seder. You got to eat. And this notion, by the way, I just want to say, of eating to help one cope with trauma is also the idea of a sudat ha'avara that you have after a funeral that helps you transition back into life. So the first is that you tell the story and you tell the story in a real life context. The second is the emphasis of the story itself. And here I just want to remind you how we tell the story. There is a very strong push to tell the story of resilience. We were slaves, but we survived slavery. We were oppressed, but we survived oppression. We escaped, we survived. 
despite all the difficulties of making it through the desert and even the betrayals and so on, eventually we make it through the desert. In other words, it neither slights the difficulty of the story, nor does it slight the resilience of the survivors. And the subtext of the Seder, which is not made explicit, but is in the story of the rabbis of B'nai Brak, who say, you know, the time has come, they studied all night, and then the time has come to recite the Shema. Many commentators believe that that is a subtle allusion to the revolt against Rome. Which means that not only was the resilience of the past, but the resilience of the present, the present being the time that the Seder was composed and put into the Jewish liturgy, the resilience is continuous throughout the life of the Jewish people, not just at one moment. And even in the recounting of the story and the recognition of the trauma, there is the humanity to acknowledge that the perpetrators of the trauma are themselves human and had their own lives and experience, which is why you take a drop of wine from the cup for each of the plagues. It's extraordinary when you think about it. Here are the survivors recalling their own trauma, recalling their own resilience, grateful for their own deliverance, but completely aware at the same time of the fact that those who inflicted the trauma upon them were also human beings and also had their own part to play in the story and their own experience of the event. And then finally, there is this remarkable end to the Seder which says two important things simultaneously. When you say, next year in Jerusalem, what are you saying? You're saying two things. One, we are not there. Trauma never completely goes away. It's always there. Every experience that is important and powerful, that shapes you good, bad, whatever, it's in you. It doesn't go away. You can't do surgery on an experience. It is part of who you are. It is constituent in your character. This, the trauma says, is you. It's not all of you, but it is you. And therefore, we don't say, now that we have told the story, now that we've been delivered, we're done. Thank God. We don't have to do this again next year. We're finished. No. You have to always remember what has shaped you. But the second thing that Lishanah Yerushalayim says is, you live always with hope. You don't let the trauma define you. You let hope define you. However bad it was, you're still here.
And therefore, you have the possibility of growing, of deepening, of opening, of being with others. Because the Seder essentially is a communal experience. Yes, it's true, sometimes people have to have the Seder alone, but that's not the way the Seder is designed. It's clear in the Agada itself. One person asks the question, another answers the question. It is a communal, a familial experience because the healing of trauma requires others. You don't do it alone. The answer to a fist is to find an open hand. The answer to an insult is to seek a kind word. The answer to the sometimes painful presence of some others is to seek the healing presence of people who have in their heart goodness and kindness and openness and love. The Seder is many things, but I think that it is clear that it addresses the collective trauma of our people and provides us with a model for addressing the trauma in our own lives and in our own souls. So that together, both as individuals and as a people, we can say, Lishana Yerushalayim, that next year I'll be a little more healed, a little more whole, a little more faithful, a little more loving, and a little more loved. Chag Sameach.